think I've got like a quirk in my emotional personality. You see, there's this thing that happens that um, when I, whenever I see some someone achieving, it's not necessarily their dream, but some great victory or doing their best or really doing that thing that they've always wanted to do or the thing that they really love to do. I, well, I really, really enjoy watching that. It's one of my favorite things to see. I have a, uh, an emotional reaction that is, that is strange. I, I cry. And sometimes it's it's not just like little tear down the corner of my eye. Sometimes it's downright sobbing for them. I think it's for them. It might be for me. I don't know. So I think that I'm 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 going to start a series of podcasts where I explore these moments as I find them, that wreck me. From sometime in July of 1992 to... Sometime in April, the end of April of 1994, Tom Petty was recording the album Wallflowers. This was an album that wasn't released until late in November of 1994. Now in 1994, especially around November of 1994, I was, I was at the beginning of my second time around, I believe, <laughs> of architecture of of the, my third year of architecture school i had failed my third year the previous year for let's face it too much recreation and i'm going to say too much recreational drugs really to be honest if i'm really really honest with myself there was way too much recreational drugs and recreational sex and just recreation <laughs> I don't know. It was I was I was a crazy th what? How old was I? I was 23-year-old boy. But this album was nowhere nowhere on my radar. The things that were on my radar at this point were like any of the artificial intelligence albums. Uh, Aphex Twin, I think, was out at that point. There was Beaumont Hannett. There was so much house and electronic music going through my system that I had no idea that this album, Wildflowers, that he recorded for almost two years, was about to enter into the world. I had no idea. 
in fact, I, I, I probably didn't even know anything about the album or, or hadn't, Tom Petty had not even really come across my radar until probably later that summer. Than of, of I guess it probably would have been 95, maybe? When I think my brother and my one of my best friends went to go see Tom Petty in concert, uh, I think in Pontiac, Michigan. And I don't know. I don't know if they had asked me to go with them, if I wanted to go. Uh, I, I I don't know if I said... I don't know why I didn't go, really. I, I Well, my guess is I wasn't into Tom Petty at the time. My other guess is maybe I was working. Because I was working a late shift, um, I believe, that summer um, for Hiram Walkers in, in Windsor. I think I was on the bottling line at that point. But like I say, this album was nowhere, anywhere on my radar. Until years later. I mean, years later. I, I maybe had heard some of the songs in passing. You know, I'm sure I heard You Wrecked Me. I'm sure I heard You Don't Know How It Feels. Uh... I think I probably heard It's Good to Be King, like, later. And I don't think I ever actually heard the song Wildflowers until, I don't know, is I, the, ten, five years ago? Ten years ago? Maybe? I don't know. That's, that's like, sort of the, yeah, I, I, it's got to be less than ten years ago. But somehow it's come into, it's come into my circle. It's come into my world and this morning <laughs> it hit hard let's back up a minute a couple years ago my mother died um she had a battle with uh with uh, alzheimer's uh, for a couple of years um and unfortunately the pandemic hit and i didn't see her very much during the last years of her life and um and she passed on and it was i mean it was kind of sweet relief to to have her go on and 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 not suffer anymore and i don't know i guess maybe i don't know if it was on jason's up in this brains podcast that i heard him play wildflowers but I heard that song, and it was, I think it was shortly after my mom had passed. For whatever, wherever it came from, it came across, and I listened to it, and it, it, that broke me. <laughs> that broke me at that moment. I, it made me think of my mom, the line of, you know, you, you belong in wildflowers, you belong to be free, all that kind of stuff. It was it was something that at that time I was emotionally processing and I was I was it was saying all the things that I was glad I was glad for my mother's freedom from this moral coil, you know? I was glad for her to have um had such a wonderful life and and I somewhere in there I'm hoping that that she get something beautiful afterwards. You know, I'm I'm not religious. I 
I'm really not even sure there is anything after life, you know. But maybe at least there's peace, <laughs> you know. I I think about, you know, I have no negative feelings for any time before I was born. None, right? Because there was no way I could have had any feelings. So it can't be that bad after you've had all these wonderful things in this life to then just not have anything. But there was still, there's still part of me that wants, I don't know, that wants my mother to be, um, to be free, to be happy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's a complicated inner turmoil battle that I have with what I believe, uh, and what I feel. Um, and, and the rational side of me and the, um, the stoic side of me and the, um, cynical side of me that really on a regular basis battles with the emotional side of me. And I think we all kind of have this inside of us. Anyway, I've really kind of digressed, but that's when at least that song kind of made it back into my world. And this morning, I watched a documentary that um, on uh, it was on YouTube. Uh, and it was called uh, "The Making of uh, Wildflowers." Um, oh no, that wasn't that. It was uh, it was called "Tom Petty," "Somewhere You Feel Free," uh, "The Making of Wildflowers," and uh, it was directed by Mary Wharton. Uh, and it, it's, it's got all this archival footage, um, from the recording sessions of this, of this album, this originally 15, originally when it was released, 15 track album released 1994, as I said, of, uh, really just great songs. Like I listen to them now and, and, and I enjoy them fully wholeheartedly and with it with such deep depth but this documentary goes into you know um them discussing the, the you know the, how this album came about and how they how tom really wanted to um change the way that he was recording an album up to this point he had i think he had done one solo album i think that was full moon fever um, the rest were, it was all Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And he went into the studio and the last, I think two or three albums before this were all produced by another favorite of mine, Jeff Lynn. And I absolutely love Jeff Lynn. I, I think that, um, most of what he touches is gold. I love ELO. I, you know, but that's a subject for another podcast, <laughs> perhaps one with Oliver Rockside. But Tom went into the studio with um, a, a producer, another producer, uh, who was up and coming. Well, was he up and coming at the time? I don't know. He's probably already well known at the time. He went into the studio with Rick Rubin. And where Jeff Lynn was always kind of um, talking about, like, uh, Jeff Lynn was always about having everything mapped out. And um, layered and 
just like really almost like overproduced. I mean, he created amazing albums like Full Moon Fever is also a great album. Tom wanted to do it differently this time, especially as a solo album. So he, he didn't want to make another Heartbreakers album. He wanted to make a Tom Petty album. He wanted to do his songs. Now, as it turns out, he ended up recording with basically all the Heartbreakers except for the drummer. <laughs> they got a new drummer, and that's basically the difference. But this was to be Tom's album. And they brought in Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, I don't know, I, th I forget what he had done up to this point. Um, let's see. What does... Uh, I think he had just done like a Mick Jagger album or something like that. Let's see. Uh, so... That's filmography, discography. Let's go to the discography here. Um, the 90s. God, he's worked on so many things. <laughs> so... Just before working on Wildflowers, he had okay. He was coming. He was he, in '94. Uh, although I guess what he was he was recording this in '92. Did I say? Yeah, '92 to '94. So there was like a couple years worth of you know recording going on. But um, so just after 92 when this whole thing or just before 92 when this all started he had been working in basically the hip hop world um he had worked with uh, sir mix a lot <laughs> uh he had done a bunch of danzig albums he you know he basically was doing like metal uh he had done slayer he had done like a bunch of hip hop stuff he, he kind of had a a thing about him but all of a sudden he's now doing He's, he's in, and, he, and he's doing a Tom Petty album. Which is, it, it's kind of weird that, you know, this guy who's from, you know, this history, this back history of so many different things. You know, he, he, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, Run DMC. I guess the cult was, was his thing too, but like Beastie Boys, License to Ill. And then he comes in and he starts to do Tom Petty? But it, it seemed like he and Tom really kind of knew what it needed to be. <laughs> and it, it's it's a it's a great documentary where they go through the interviews and they show all this, you know, footage of the the creation of these songs. And as I I sat there watching it there was just like there was this, this this initial gut feeling that came across me of course when they started to play wildflowers you know that song is just so goddamn beautiful and of course it reminded me of my mother but then as 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 it started you know discussing more and more about Tom's marriage starting to come to an end um, when he finished this album basically within a year or two he would be hooked on heroin for three years um, before getting treatment um, somewhere in there his bassist um, would also die of an overdose 
And as we know, sometime later, Tom Petty would pass away from um, a supposed accidental overdose. Um, so I don't know if it's just sort of like the knowledge of the, his unfortunate passing, the fact that we no longer have his voice in this world, the, um, the strange feeling that I have of that, almost like that night that I stayed up too late thinking about Wang Chung, um, that feeling of, uh, that I missed out on something. I was all in when I was, um, 18 or 19 for full moon fever. I loved that album. I played it a lot. Even when I was in my perhaps second or third year university, uh, it was fun for me to listen to, um, some of the early heartbreakers albums. Um, I appreciated Tom, I, but, you know, I, I, I pulled away. And this seems to me like an album that I, I really missed out on at the time. Thank God it's, you know, in a format that I can listen to it at any time I want now. I can hear Tom Petty's voice and I can, I can share in what he himself has, has said is his best album. But I got to tell you, just as they're finishing up that documentary and the credits were about to roll, I started sobbing. Like, I was almost inconsolable as to how sad, but also happy I was. It w There was this feeling all through where I was so invested in Tom um, getting his vision down on tape, getting it out of him and sharing it with the world. His, his deepest, you know, perhaps deepest feelings, um, his, his, raw his most raw artistic form and you can see in the in the, the footage that he's he's genuinely genuinely happy to be working on this album he's happy to be recording with his friends and 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 making music that is so important to him And like I said earlier at the, the introduction of this podcast, that's it's something that I, I really enjoy watching is when when I see people who are just in that state of like almost bliss or, you know, that f state of flow, that blissful flow of creating or 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 doing what it is that they love so much. I don't even really care if I I, well, I guess I yeah, I. I don't even care if it's if it's that they're doing a, a great job or that um, they uh, they're doing something that I enjoy it. That helps, obviously. 
but I, I get this feeling in my gut, like in the base of my stomach, it's, it's like a tightening and it is so intense that I, I feel for them. I, you know, I, I feel their joy to the, to the, to, to the extent that it's overjoyed. It's an, I'm overcome with, um, with feelings for these people and for their success and their triumph. And there's only one way of it to get out of my body. And that's to just cry like a baby sometimes. <laughs> oh, well. So that was a moment. That was that was the moment that I had this this well, that was late this morning, early this afternoon. And I don't know if it's that I've just been, I don't know, for some reason a little bit extra emotional in the last couple months, couple years. But boy, watching that movie, it just it brought it out of me. So there you go. If you have a chance, go watch um, go watch the the documentary. It's free. It's on YouTube. Um, just do a search for Tom Petty Wildflowers. Um, probably if you actually search for um, uh, what was it? Um, Tom Petty somewhere you feel free. The making of wildflowers. Uh, it was released in 2021, November 2021. Direct to YouTube. And it's free to watch, and um, I hope that um, you feel a little bit <laughs> like I do, seeing the triumph um, and realization of uh, an artist's passion um, appear just before your eyes. Until next time, my friends, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> I hope that you're well, and we'll talk to you soon.
list of covers.